Our next guest has been a specialist on Chinese economic development and U.S.-China trade relations for over 30 years. This episode is a segment from a larger series that investigates the important issues of our day, so watch out for that over the coming weeks and months. And by the end of this particular five-minute episode, you'll know how China's history has influenced their actions today and where China is economically right now. Please enjoy, and if this sparks your interest and you want to learn more, check out the full episode coming out next week. There's a lot of evidence to suggest that China cares very much about their sphere of influence. They care, of course, about Hong Kong. They care about Taiwan. They care about the South China Sea. They care about their border with India. How expansionist do you think China will be over the coming decade, if at all? The way to understand China, I think, is to, you know, look at that history since 1820. So China in 1820, again, was accounted for like one third of the global economy and you know, the Chinese word for China is Zhengguo, which means middle country. So in the Chinese eyes, they're like, well, for thousands of years, we were the number one economy in the world, right? And then, but what happened was we went through a very bad dry spell, right? You know, we were invaded, um, you know, foreigners took advantage of us. You know, the British took Hong Kong during the Opium Wars, which was an attempt by the British to force the Chinese to accept opium in the payment for goods. And when the Chinese tried to prevent that, the British invaded twice. That's how they took Hong Kong. So the Chinese, they have this like very like this period of time that they see is a very hurtful time. You know, it was the hundred years of humiliation. And so the Chinese believe that they, they say they want to get back to where they were, you know, Um, President Xi calls it, you know, rejuvenation of the nation, right? And what does that mean? Like, we were once the most powerful country on earth, and that's where we want to be. That's where we should be, right? So they have that based on their own um, historical uh, background. And again, if you look at Taiwan, all right, well, Taiwan was originally taken from the Chinese in the 1890s. So they took it, they occupied it until the end of World War II. That's a huge sensitive issue, right? Then when the, uh, the, the nationalist government fled mainland China and went there and the U.S. helped to defend, you know, them. And then during the Cold War and everything, eventually we switched recognition of China from the that nationalist government to the communist, or to the um, PRC. Uh, and then uh, the, the Chinese want that back. I mean, they say this is part of our national sovereignty. This is a line that cannot be, you know, crossed, et cetera. And with Hong Kong, the opium wars, right? All that humiliation that would happen, those are very sensitive things. Now, I don't know whether it's really sensitive or it's just something that the government instills in you from the day you're born in China. Like, we got to get back. You know, we were treated so badly. We got to work. We got to fight this, et cetera. So now we're seeing China very active in the South China Seas, which they say is theirs, right, based on some obscure map, right, from ancient times, et cetera. And, uh, a lot of resources in the South China Seas, uh, you know, things like petroleum and fish and all sorts of things. And it's you know, huge shipping lanes. So that's obviously an area of conflict. And uh, so the Chinese are now, I would say that this, the Chinese uh, used to be someone that sort of like, in terms of economic uh, policy and uh, leadership, they were sort of like, with the United States, they would say, 
well, we're going to get in the car with you, but we want to ride in the front with you. We want to be treated like an equal, but we always want you to drive. And then, so the Chinese were okay with that, but ever since we've sort of had this uh, trade war with China and, and growing conflict with China, et cetera, the Chinese are sort of going back to where they used to think. So the way they used to think is the Western countries are out to get us. They're out to undermine us. We can't trust them, et cetera. We got to resist them. And then every administration after World War II, once the PRC was in there, it was like, we're not out to get you. You know, when China began to open up reform, like, we just want you to be a responsible uh, stakeholder. You know, we want you to uh, play by the rules and rules-based, you know, international order. This is good for everybody. And then, but now the Chinese have gone from like happy and contented to be in the driver's seat. Now they want to be in the, in the, in the driver's seat, so pass, from passenger to driver. And they're like, okay, well, we don't really want to adapt to the uh, Western order anymore. We believe there's a Chinese order. And um, so they think that, that, that um, they actually can uh, influence other countries to adopt uh, their, their economic system and their political system to some extent, right? So that's a huge challenge too for the, for the Western powers. 